when you have a high profile person like Michael Jordan, aka Black Jesus, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he had financial stake in this and that he had to green light it. Talk, talk to me. What's up, doc lovers? Today we're reviewing the 10 episode television sports docuseries, The Last Dance. The 10 part documentary chronicles of the untold story of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls dynasty. This series was directed by Jason Tahir. The first episode was released on April 19th, 2020, and the last episode was released on May 17th, 2020. You can watch this docu-series on ESPN, aka you need to pay for some kind of streaming service to be able to watch through ESPN, either through ESPN, Hulu, or Spectrum, or some other service that they are streaming through, or you can wait until after July 19th, and it'll be available on Netflix. But you also have to pay for it, so you gotta pay for it. True. Or find a friend that has a deal. Yeah, yo. First impressions. Leia, what were your first impressions of The Last Dance? Um, so I watched this pretty pretty back to back. I really enjoyed it. You binged it? I, I pretty much binged it uh, because I knew that we wanted to talk about it for this podcast. Right. Uh, I did it for you guys. I um, binged it because I actually liked it. No, I absolutely loved it. Right. Um, but it was, it was refreshing. I feel like I watched basketball a lot. Um, in high school maybe or like when I was younger and then I just kind of dropped off and I didn't really enjoy watching basketball anymore and this was just kind of this was great it was awesome to watch basketball in a time where there's no live sporting events going on so it was exciting it was uh yeah I think I think my first impression was it was just uh it was a can of worms that I never thought I was going to get into I and uh I enjoyed it yeah, being a basketball fan, uh, I definitely knew what I was getting into. I loved uh, like watching old Michael Jordan footage when I was in high school playing ball. Huge Kobe fan, uh, so it was amazing to see Kobe in like the fifth episode. But we'll get to that later. But my first impressions were like, <clears throat> I was just excited um, before I started watching it. Once I started watching it, actually, my initial first impressions were like disappointment. I didn't like the initial shots of Michael Jordan. Actually, I totally agree with you. And it was shot in 60 frames per second and slowed down, and I could just tell because it's like a soap opera look, and I just fucking hate it. Yeah, like, it was... There's a, like, after that little short sequence, and after you and I just rewatched it, actually, to understand, after watching all 10 episodes, if the, the intro... Like, it's full circle of the whole documentary and of the first episode from the, the beginning of the episode to the end. So... My first impression has now been like slightly made biased because I understand the whole story and I actually think it's better now after rewatching it. Actually, but I didn't like it my initial first time watching it. You're actually so right and I I feel like I've just been hyping it up a lot, you know, preparing for this, but you're right. I think actually my first impression watching it I was confused because it started off so emotional and like I don't know, the yeah. music just seemed so emo and then it went into like like I love all the '90s music and the high energy, right. and I it thought it could have started with that versus like this weird, this like weird, uh, like I felt like there were two openings almost. Right, and and again, once we rewatched it, I sort of understood why they did right. that. It makes sense. But when you're just watching it to like get into the series, it's almost like a you could have just started where Michael Jordan started talking about like he wants to win championships in Chicago when he first gets drafted and when he's like a really young like 22 year old or whatever yeah. the fuck or 21 and so that scene could have been like the first little quick shot of like wow yeah Michael's going to the the Bulls and then instantly like dun 
yeah, yeah, and go yeah. to the 1991 finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that totally. I think I think from a, a world perspective, if you were to Google The Last Dance or maybe you haven't watched it yet and you did a little quick Google search, it's actually uh, it's a love-hate relationship. Uh, and there's been some articles that have come out that I did some light research on. Like, for example, some Bulls team members said uh, – that it was not accurate. There's been talks about it's not really a documentary. Um, apparently, Scottie Pippen is not happy about how he was represented. Horace Grant said something about uh, the documentary's BS in, term of, in terms of the realness of it. Um, these are all articles that I found um, right. online. We can we can link that. You can fact check me. And it's but. interesting because Horace and Scotty were like two very like main interviews in yeah. the series. And so, but what's interesting to me is like Horace Grant. I feel like in the doc, um, when you go from like the the old school verite footage from back in the day to like the Michael Jordan interview to then back to Horace, it's like Horace had like a a, a very um, biased viewpoint about what was going on because he got traded and like ended yeah. up getting the shit end of the stick. I feel like from yeah. the executive team on the Bulls, so he had beef. Yeah, it's it's twisted. I think that like so the you got to PR... take you got to take opinions with a grain of salt because Absolutely. these are also competitive as fuck athletes that like went through a really frustrating time. Right. Right now it's hot and PR just wants to like strike it while it's hot and see what everyone thinks about it. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's clickbait essentially. Uh, but it is interesting that people are unhappy with the results. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it, it you have to choose an angle and yep. every angle is going to piss off someone. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's dive in more about, well, actually, about so oh, okay, sorry. Um, the other first impression was like, Damn, this is so refreshing to watch because there is no live basketball going on. It was so nice due to COVID nineteen, obviously. It was fun. So it was it was just it was just fun as fuck to be able to watch some really dope basketball. True. Okay, about the doc. All right, let's dive into about the doc. So it's a basically a biased history lesson about the Chicago Bulls dynasty with Michael Jordan during their six championship run that they did in eight years with two three-peats. Um, with heavy emphasis on the final championship season in 1997-98 that Phil Jackson dubbed The Last Dance. Y'all. Let's review the damn thing. All right, Matt, take it away with the uh, top three reasons as to why the film worked for you. Okay, so I have um, like three and a half reasons, but yeah. I'm just going to go quick, tell you what they are, and then I'm going to go through them. Amazing. So I had the fact... Obviously, the access. That was, like, my number one thing about this was just, like, this was legendary access to a story that, like, actually changed the sports world forever. And this happened within the last 30 years. So, like, we're still seeing the repercussions of what they did as a team. Amen. And all fans of Michael Jordan and the Bulls have been waiting and wanting to, like, learn these details ever since this actually happened. Yeah, and it's so like true, all actually. The pe- all the fans that were watching this, like, they're just, they all have, like, young kids now or, like, they're, you know, yeah, 20 years older. Or, everyone's grown up and taken time, but, like, still and nobody knew the answers actually, to these that's questions. That's actually a really good point because I read a, a lot of other articles, too, like, even Michael Jordan's kids didn't know much about it. Like, this is totally, you know, pulling back the curtain of, Okay, we all know this happened. We all know that this was a, a successful team, but what actually was happening? Right. So, right. so yeah, access was fucking huge. Yeah. My second point that I really loved was timing. You could not have had a better time other 
than like Tiger King to mm, release right. a documentary <clears throat> that would get viewership. So I heard Especially that Especially because sporting events are canceled. We've said that before, but right. it's very true. Right. So uh, even piggybacking off of that, I heard they were originally planning on releasing this series during the NBA Finals. Um, and so Which this would have been dope. Would have been really, really cool and amazing for basketball fans because I heard they were planning on releasing it in between games to like give you something to watch while you're waiting for the next finals game. So that would have just been really, really cool. Um, I think this was like arguably a better situation that happened actually as far as viewership goes and then um like for like lifetime uh value you know like memes like all all everyone's bored so everyone's paying attention the same way they were paying attention to tiger king and since the hype from tiger king had just died down it was like perfect timing to get just like max viewership on this thing right right right, right. third thing was conflict 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 that is like my main main like it was juicy reason why this is so good is because there's the main thing that is missing from most documentaries is great conflict and this like there was there was the main conflict line of the obvious the last dance of phil jackson no longer being the coach next year blah 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 and then Boom! Here's your B story of conflict. Your C story of conflict. There your D story so of conflict. Here's Dennis Rodman's shit. So here's many Pippi, layers. Here's Pippin's shit. Like here's here's Phil Jackson's shit with with uh, Jerry. You know, like there's there were so many aspects of conflict that went into this that it was like so entertaining. You just wanted to watch and see what's the next thing that's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, totally. And then yeah, the half is uh, players. I had two aspects that I thought made this really well. I'm really biased and I'm a huge Kobe fan. So for me, it was actually huge that they had Kobe in this. And I think a lot of Kobe fans will feel this way because this was the first time since he since he passed away in January that people have had the opportunity to like see him on television mm-hmm. other than like for his memorial services. So this was a big opportunity to just like see Kobe in his normal aspect. It wasn't that long aspect. ago. It wasn't that long ago. And the obvious like Kobe Michael debate. So the fact that they added Kobe into it was just was pretty cool. I think they could have done more of Kobe though. It wasn't enough for me, just because I'm a big Kobe fan. Um, and then Dennis Rodman. I just fucking love Dennis Rodman. I think he's hilarious. Like just the way they introduce him, him is like too. Dennis Rodman. What's up? You know, like I think it, it has to be one of my favorite parts. It I just could, I, and, it makes and, me laugh every time. And that was yeah. I just love Dennis Rodman. I think he made a very entertaining aspect to this film and I love that they did like a whole episode just dedicated to him but I also give a lot of credit to the editor that uh, threw together his little intro because he did not say I'm Dennis Rodman what's up you know like he he back pieced back, that yeah, yeah he, he pieced that together and made Dennis like it was so Dennis bro like and really quick that sequence where Dennis is like talking about all the ways the ball spins off of people's hands and like funny. different players and he's like you'll go right here oh goes left goes this way go here go magic goes that way that we got Larry really he's got spin you know it's like yeah. oh my god he's so like he he's such a stream and... of consciousness guy yeah. though you know it's yeah. hilarious to see his gears like turning yeah yeah totally okay I'm done with my three and a half points Leia what were the three things that you loved about this doc? Okay, so first is the characters. So to piggyback off of what you were saying, and this is, I feel like the characters, if we're talking about an awesome documentary, this is 
it, you have to have amazing characters. But here, yeah, we had amazing characters. For one, I knew nothing about Phil Jackson. I only knew him actually as a Lakers coach. Again, I'm not like a huge basketball person, so I, I'm one. I'm I'm looking at this film not necessarily with basketball eyes, um, and I only knew him as a Los Angeles Lakers coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't even know this. This was super eye-opening. Did you I- know he played in the NBA? I know. I mean, I I, I assume that because okay. if you're a coach, you know, you you got to know what you're you're doing sure 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 he's tall as fuck yeah but uh you know i really i really loved phil jackson i loved hearing about his like native american pro approach to things and like the zen master yeah the zen master i just i love that vibe and i i don't know i just i i have a newfound appreciation for phil jackson so loved him um i also love steve kerr um, I, I felt like his story was He's so, such a normal dude. Such a normal dude, but so inspiring in the fact that like he was like, yo, I'm a role player and I, kn- I knew that and I had to execute. And I thought that was cool. Like I, I, I thought that he was so likable and I thought it was also crazy that like, you know, he lost his dad and him and Michael have never even talked about it. Um, you know crazy but i love i love steve as well yeah um huge masculinity conversation we could have about that one yes uh of course michael jordan i mean michael jordan i i didn't know much about michael jordan uh i just knew him you know for his shoes and his awesome legendary i think i came in from a slightly different angle because i've i've watched like documentaries about him i didn't know anything about the bad boy pistons and their their relationships together i knew nothing and so and so to learn which about was, him, which is arguably cooler, because you're getting all of this for the first time, right? Leia, fired. I'm fired. I'm fired. I'm gonna keep that in here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have now muted my uh, my messages. Uh, so that was cool. I didn't know much about Michael Jordan, and so I got to know him. Uh, Dennis Rodman. We already talked about this, but I just. He's so great. He's 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 so funny, so authentic, and he's just a wild character. Like he's just you can make a whole documentary about him himself. He's I, entertaining. I, I'm curious if there is a documentary about him. I don't know, Dennis. but we should I'd, make it. I, w- I would be surprised if there wasn't one, honestly. He's such a fascinating character. He's so cool. But anyways, uh yeah, and you just really feel for everybody. Like and I really like Scotty too. Like you just you you're in there and you're you're just feeling it for them and and I felt like I could relate to everybody. I so felt, I think I think it was good character development. Yeah, absolutely. I no, it, honestly, and there, there was there was great. Like you saw a, a dynamic change in Scotty throughout yeah, the whole like, thing. Yeah, like sometimes I was like, Scotty, why the why the hell did you do that? Right. And then sometimes I was like, but Scotty, like shit, like he's so underpaid. Like it was such like a well, so underpaid. I can't blame and then him. I also like I don't know, just hearing the story about where he comes from, I'm like, yeah, fuck, dude, I feel bad for Scotty. Like he. Yeah basketball was his like and i you know the thing is i'm glad i watched this documentary because now i know about scotty pippins mm-hmm. everyone knows michael jordan everyone knows michael jordan but michael jordan couldn't have been michael jordan without all of his teammates and especially right. scotty so now i feel like even though apparently he's not happy with the way that he was represented i i admire scotty i i, I like scotty pippen more because of this yeah and i wouldn't say it shines him in a bad light i think it was honest and like yeah i think they could have shined a way worse light on him in the situation that he was doing with the bulls you know in, in regards to getting more pay but like i think they vouched for him in enough ways as a person with other players in him. interviews yeah like I charles for him. i mean like charles barkley even like during the dream team you know he gets interviewed and saying like i think he proved that you know who should be making more money up in chicago i mean it was so, so it was so clear his talent you know i mean yeah. it's undeniable 
Yeah. I mean, he was fucking beast, man. Yeah. Um, okay. The second thing I want to say is, of course, like, th- what's so interesting about this is that this documentary takes place in the past. And it's this archival footage that we're brought into. And it's mm-hmm. it's because of this archival footage that we can actually experience the championship again and we can we can see how michael actually is and we can see how scotty actually is and like these moments that they 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 you know reminisce on years later they have the footage i mean it's amazing so so that is i mean that is that is the film that's that's why it worked is because they had access to this buttload of archival footage which is it's like the most um professional unique archival footage you'll ever come across as like an editor or a producer or anyone a part of doc filmmaking Mm -hmm. because it was literally like how could you ever be like you know i wish we could go back to that year and just like you know put a professional (laughs) film crew on that shit that would have been dope you know like but they actually fucking did it it, and and it was so smart and then they used it so So smart and i think you know what's crazy to think about which um i saw like an interview with magic johnson a couple weeks ago and that he was talking about how the next docuseries that's going to come out is all about kobe bryant and then the docuseries after that that's going to come out is about magic johnson and so they were they they I think after Michael, like, I think people knew to do it. God, there's going to be so many fascinating documentaries that come out, like, for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know, we talked about this last time, but mm-hmm. oh, it's it's exciting and crazy. And um, documentaries are only going to just get even crazier because yeah, we're documenting everything. They're going to get like, crazier. As average Joe people, like, we're documenting everything. So. Yes. Side, totally quick agree. side note, but quick side note. But anyways, here's a little fun fact. I did a little bit of research on Love it. how this uh, footage came to be and like who filmed it and everything. Um, so this is from a Vulture magazine article, and apparently in 1997 there was a meeting with this guy named Adam Silver, very well known in the NBA. So there was uh, an NBA entertainment film crew that basically. Uh, pitched to the Bulls team, hey, we want to film you for, for the 1997 to 1998 season. Um, and they said yes. Um, and this was, and it says, by the end of that season, NBA Entertainment had shot 500 hours of footage on some 3,200 reels of 16 millimeter film. Wow. That raw material, a kind of basketball holy grail, yes, sat virtually unseen in the league vault in. Secaucus, uh, New Jersey, for two decades. So this was literally footage that was untouched until this time. So thank you, Jason, for bringing this to life because this is, yeah, this is literally the holy grail. This is amazing. I'm so glad that this was made into something. Yeah, I'm curious how, like, he got that gig. Yeah, I know. We can look into that, but that's a whole other discussion. The last thing is... There's a lot of stakes in sports. Uh, the business part of it, the money aspect of it, the emotions, the personalities, the drama. And I feel like when you when you watch basketball, even any sport, you watch it and you 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 fall in love with these with with these people, but a lot of the times you don't know about all of this that goes on. So this was No, correction, you have no idea about this shit that's going on. Okay, you have no idea what, about the shit that's going on. You do a little bit more now because of like social media and shit, right, but for right, the most right. part like there's there's back behind the scenes you have no idea what's going on. So it was just it was so cool. There's so much stakes in sports and I felt like this this shed a light on how how twisted and crazy it actually is outside of the court. 
Well, because, I mean, if you think about it as a regular human, like, how crazy is it that we pay grown men millions of dollars to I fling to fling balls into 10-foot elevated Bro, they get paid, metal they get paid so hoops. much money it is so insane well, so there's I, I mean like yeah that phenomenon like yeah they get paid so much money but like it, if you think about it like that in of itself is kind of crazy that we pay people so much money to like play a game but then on top of it like that's that, that's why there's so much drama because it is kind of ridiculous yeah all right let's jump into what we think could be improved so i think from our perspective. Right. So I already mentioned what my gut told me about my first impression that I did not like the 60 frames per second slow motion shots of Michael Jordan at the start and end of this series. Ew and why. I Just as a cinematographer, it really bothered me. In reality, it's totally fine. It's not a big it deal. Style choice. It doesn't matter. But I, you're you're entitled to your opinion. But I'm entitled to my opinion as a cinematographer that like, bro, you literally have a goat in front of you. Why are you not doing the best fucking cinematography possible? Why are you bothering with soap opera bullshit? Yeah, it really does feel like soap opera shit. The more you say that, I'm like, yeah. Literally, it just that's seemed what's, weird. That's the always cigar, what's bothered me. The cigar me. scenes and like, oh, it just, it seemed lame. And I'm like, by all means, have your subject be comfortable. But like, you didn't need to fucking film the cigar smoking. I don't know. That's not, has nothing to do with Michael's personal brand. Yeah, but you know, there's not a lot of B-roll of him in present day. So. Right, that's why they used it. But also, They could have gotten a little more creative. Like literally walk down the fucking street or go shoot hoops in your backyard. Yeah, I mean, actually that would have been cool. That would have been way better. Or like a, a lunch with his mom. I don't fucking know. Yeah. His mom was a G. Um, yeah, but anyways, actually we didn't talk about that, but that his, mom, his mom is a his G. Mom, his mom is a fucking homie. And she does not like the fact that he was actually smoking that cigar. So I win. Anyways, so my second thing that I really disliked, actually, after doing a, a tiny bit of Googling, was they showed zero respect to Jerry Krause. I think Jerry Krause, the way they shined a light on him, was obviously pretty negative yeah, and it was. clear that Michael Jordan and Pippin had beef with him. I respect that Pippin said something respectable about him, saying that like he you know, deserved some of the, the, the credit and shit. Um, because he obviously won. Uh, he, he was a businessman. Well, he also he also won like NBA Executive of the Year twice. And he, if you think about he it, he knew built, what he was he doing. He built this team. If you think about it, he knew what he was doing. Right. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. And there was zero, like there was no in loving memory of. And he died, by the way, in 2017. Which I did not which know. Was, which I, after we watched something that you just were looking up, that was before the interview with Michael Jordan, the first one. So Michael Jordan. Maybe he didn't know. That's possible. But, like, I find that hard to believe if, like, well, it someone even, that was big it in your even life. Matter, it doesn't even matter about, like, the the technicalities of, like, oh, who knew or whatever, the timing. They totally should have put some sort of in loving memory or well, no, the, something uh, right. and about they, Jerry Krause. They should have showed some kind of respect to him. And, like, not, like, I'm a fucking huge Kobe fan. I literally have a shrine of Kobe in my room. But... They gave a dedication to Kobe, like in loving, you know, in memory of Kobe Bryant, which, yeah, right. I like it. I fucking love Kobe. I love that, yeah. But what I will say is, like, it's not the same, though. Like, Kobe was not even part of the Bulls organization, you know? 
Like Jerry Krause literally was one of the the key players in making the Bulls an organization that was at all worth a damn because it wasn't before Michael got there. Snaps. So like I think it was mad disrespectful and like I actually as an editor and a documentary filmmaker and director and just everything I think they made a huge mistake and ESPN in not showing any love to Jerry it was disrespectful I agree with you Leia what do you think could be improved you know and this is where I feel like I don't even want to say improvement it's more so like thoughts not sure I'm sure that they talked so much about this but interesting to debate Number one would be editing. Me, as a non-knowledgeable basketball human, um, I got a little confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And, you know, when you binge stuff, too, like all the episodes kind of blend together. And I felt like we were – I understood that we were, you know, flip-flopping between years and they won a lot of championships. But I felt like sometimes I was like, wait, what year are we in? Wait, I mm-hmm. thought that, like, wait, like – Michael Jordan played baseball. Like I was, I was really. Did you not know that? I think I knew that, but I forgot. You know, that's like, so funny. I feel like that's one of his like huge like demerits on his career. Yeah, you know, like it's just I knew certain things kind of, but I I definitely got confused sometimes. But at the same time, I understand why it's not chronological, uh, because it's all about you know building emotion and revealing things like you know. Michael Jordan's dad passing away. and I actually think I, I, I watched an older documentary or something about Michael and it, they got a little bit more into depth. I think they should, I feel like they should have, they could have gotten a little bit more into depth about his dad. Like an entire episode just dedicated to his dad. But I guess they decided to do it about both Michael and Kerr. I thought that was an interesting parallel. Mm-hmm. I liked getting to know Steve's past as well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We don't need to more so, know about Michael. So, you know, I understand why it wasn't chronological. Um, but yeah, I thought at times it was a little bit confusing. But it's also because, you know, I'm not super savvy with, with basketball. Also, but I, what I would say is like something I recognized after watching like the first or maybe two episodes was that the way they were editing this was in par- <clears throat> excuse me was the whole series was telling the overarching story of the 1997-98 uh, season and then while they're telling that whole story over 10 episodes they kept jumping back to other time timelines right, in order to explain what was happening in like the quote unquote present day of 1997-98 which is and, the last dance which right, makes so, sense so they had to give context during the last dance and had to constantly go back in time to like be like wait why is this a relevant moment right. during this series it makes sense i just as a as a stupid viewer i thought it was a little confusing sometimes no and that's super valid i think it it was like i had to like really use my skills to be like how are they editing this yeah so 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 yeah that's, i like that's it one after thing. knowing it but it was confusing that that's one thing and then another thing about editing is and what makes this interesting is that it's a television docu series and by that this makes it interesting as far as there's built-in advertising. Like, you it's know, annoying as fuck. It's annoying as hell. And also the commercials just drove me nuts because they, they just kept doing that stupid Facebook oh my, portal I, thing. Dude, good for Facebook portal. They've scored as fuck. I mean, I remember that commercial really well. So yeah. great job. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think that this totally affects the editing. Uh, and so I felt like... The pacing, like yeah, it gets thrown off. The pacing gets a little bit thrown off. And I felt like, and I, and I really believe this, like the, the ending of each docuseries and part of 
editing in today's society and our culture of binge watching, it's really important to have those cliffhangers, right? Mm-hmm. You you wanna you wanna let Netflix play the next one and be like, ooh, I want to see what happens next. And I felt like with the Last Dance, a lot of the endings did not feel like cliffhangers. They, they felt like they it felt, tied it up. They no, tied it. They tied the even, knot. Not even like they tied the knot. It just felt like oh, it just stopped. See, I actually didn't feel that way. I felt I like know. at the end of it, like one, there was good editing. There was always a great sub drop when it said like directed by Jason. So that always just made me excited to watch the next there episode times personally. That but the cliffhanger didn't work for me, I guess is what I'm I, saying. I think for me it was like I liked it because I'm like But but what about the ninety eighth season? Like we I haven't guess. even gotten there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I see what you're there saying was from a, a certain you could amount do of small, suspense. You could do small things to add suspense at the end of those episodes, I think. Absolutely. But it's difficult. I mean, they were working with so much footage. So I also like right. I tip my hat still. It was still a great job. Well and then there's the other part of it which is like where you're filming in the modern day, maybe you can wait for something to happen and go film the next thing, but like it already all happened and they already filmed it all. So if there's yeah. no real like yeah, you Great can't you can't you can't, you can't go really you can't go it. back and do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, totally. Second thing is music. So, okay, I loved I love the 90s music. I love the high energy basketball. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I loved all of that. But on the same hand, I felt like the com- the composed music felt aggressive. Felt aggressive to a certain degree. Like it, it was telling me how to feel and it was like again, that's that's the first episode like that first scene where it's like too emo for me. Like I was like, "Wait, like I don't even know what we're doing yet. Like I'm not emotional yet. Like why is this so emotional?" Mm-hmm. I felt like the music at times threw me a little off. Yeah. I think the beginning I agree. I think it could have just been completely cut out. I think after and not even just the beginning though. Like overall, I there were certain times where like people were getting interviewed and it It was just overpowering. It was it was overpowering. It was like sad, and I was like, "Why is it sad?" I'm literally just learning about the season, or like I'm learning about this drama or something, and it Mm -hmm. it it felt it felt too claustrophobic. I was like, "I want to feel the things I want to feel," and like I I don't want the music to tell me so. I think you make a really great point that sometimes in editing. I think I've made this mistake many times. It's just like sometimes in editing, like you have to just let the dialogue speak for itself. You don't necessarily need music to give the emotion that it's going for because it's just real shit. Mm -hmm. And I think all of this was real shit. You like, obviously uh, music can make you feel something, but like some of the things that they said were just dramatic phrases. So you didn't really need, you didn't didn't need to add the suspense. It was suspenseful already, the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that I have, which kind of leads into uh, a segment I like to call head scratchers uh is is this this idea of is the focus on michael or the bulls like is it you know it's so interesting to even look back at their right, log who's line. the quote-unquote main character it's who, obviously michael but right 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 but like how are they marketing this and like is it is it about michael or is it about the bulls and like where is that line Especially because, again, after doing some research, learned that Jordan had to greenlight the project. Apparently, there were some close associates that were executive producers, uh, and Jordan did have a financial stake in it. Um, which I also heard apparently his... he was supposed to donate to charity, uh, but this does complicate matters for documentary. And this is like the the number one head scratcher potentially mm-hmm. from this do- from this documentary is is it a documentary? It's a it's a huge sense of like it's the ultimate biasy 
that you could ever have in a doc where it's like the main subject funded it. Yeah, it's so twisted. And this is where I feel like, you know, everything is biased. Okay, literally everything. All docs are biased, period. Everything. If, If it was unbiased... There would like, be no it angle. wouldn't be interesting. There would no, there would not be an angle. There wouldn't be something to feel. And take take Blackfish for example. Okay, you think that's an unbiased film? Look at the impact that it made. Look at the conversation that it made. You need to take a stance of some sort. So right. although right, that was I think, a very clear like uh, right. animal rights perspective. I think, I think it's it, it gets tricky. It gets it gets real sticky here. And I. You know, when you have a high profile person like Michael Jordan, a.k.a. Black Jesus, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he had financial stake in this and that he had to green light it. You know, that's that's kind of the reality when you're Mm -hmm. that big. Like, I understand his concern. So, yeah, it sucks that like to a certain degree, like, yeah, this wasn't investigative enough. And maybe Michael Jordan had some sort of say over his representation. And this is like his perspective, which you know, I, I do agree to that. I do think it is more so his perspective than other mm-hmm. other people's. And that's why Bulls team members feel that way. But at the end of the day... <laughs> he was Michael Jordan. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's Michael Jordan. And also, not even that, like... It's again, we're, we're, we're coming away from the purpose of the documentary. The, the purpose of the documentary is to is to understand... The last dance. The last dance and to understand the Bulls and, you know... Although it might not be perfect, although it might be biased, I still learned a lot. Yeah. And you know, it's up to me to decide if I believe Michael Jordan or if I think he's a good character or if I think so-and-so. So, so, you know, we're all educated enough that we can make that decision. Yeah, let's just get one thing straight. Michael Jordan is a fucking asshole. (laughs) God, that's another head scratcher. Okay, so this is the, the second head scratcher that I'd like to talk about is... Is Michael Jordan a good person, or like, is, what's his character like? Like, what, what did you like? Do you like Michael Jordan? Like, what do you like him as a person? I know you're asking this in a rhetorical way, but really quickly, I think I've uh, for years and years and years and years and years, I've heard bad things about Michael Jordan's personal character, and I don't think this this solidified my opinion about him that <sighs> that he's a fucking ass, dude. He. I, I respect his yeah. ability to the nth degree. Yeah. I love watching him play basketball. I love him as a fucking competitor, as an athlete. Like, he is one of my absolute favorite people to watch get into the zone. But when he's off the court, I don't think he makes all the... not Nobody's going to make all the right decisions. But I think he has the opportunity to make a lot of... To have done a lot of good and done a lot of right decisions. And he did not. And does right. not. And continues to do biased documentaries, you know. I will say, but what I will say about the comment about like the access to Michael and like he's a big person. It's like if if you were a documentary filmmaker, a part of this, like, and you were a producer, and um, your subject was a billionaire, you you would bring it up. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely, one thousand percent. So I, I, you have to give like, okay, granted, like Michael's the best person to afford it because like he's the the last person that'll go under from fucking investing into it. Yeah. Another thing I'll say is that, you know, documentaries and, and people, humans, the the our subjects in documentaries, 
they are human. Right, they're imperfect. And and actually, there was there was something in the documentary that that it was like a news report, and they were like, "This Justin Michael Jordan is human. Like right. he he missed whatever shot or whatever." And I thought that was so funny, and I think that's a good point to bring up now is that. Michael Jordan is human, you right, know, no, well, that, and, and that you part, make a great of his, point. part of his psycho, like he's a flawed hero. Okay? You mean his psyche? What? You mean his psyche? Uh, maybe? You said part of his psycho. Oh. A psycho is like a I... noun that you describe a, a, a crazy okay, person, okay, but okay, okay. Yeah, his yeah, psyche yeah. is like his internal thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where I was going there. <laughs> his internal psychology. I think that's where I was going there, but... um. You know, he's a flawed hero. He's honestly, like, it, he's a perfect documentary subject because, uh, I mean, for so many reasons. Of course, people are going to watch your film because people No, because Michael he's Jordan, controversial, it's better. Yeah. It, 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 it wouldn't be as cool sparks, if he was a really great guy. It sparks guy. the conversation. So, if he was um, a super, super nice guy that did all the right things, he wouldn't be as interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I, I take it, like, I take it for what it is. Yeah, you know what, Michael... He was an asshole. I did not. I don't agree with everything that he did again, but you got to respect him. It's because of his his mentality. And he's just so competitive. Like, Mm -hmm. I love the verite stuff of of him just, you know, betting about golf and 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 just wanting to make everything a game. That that visual of him just like gnawing on his gum. Yeah, he was just so he got he got his eyes on the prize and he will win at any cost. And you got to admire that about him. So, right. yeah, I don't agree with his character necessarily. Would I marry him? No. But I admire Whoa. him. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But yeah. like, you know, there is a lot at stake in this film as a film as a whole. Mm-hmm. But like there's still stuff at stake that comes with making the documentary in present day based off of everything that we're talking about, you know. And I think like Michael Jordan runs a risk of being in this or like having this doc, right? Because it's just like exposing the truth. Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, but Jerry Krause, I actually think they, I, I want to just address it really quick again. They shine a horrible light on him. But what I will say as an editor is you have to have a villain. If there's a villain character, you need to make a villain yeah, a fucking a villain. You can't. That's a good point. They did say like I, you know, at the beginning, like I would. Jerry's a great man. He's a super nice man. They preface the entire story actually that way. I realized, and they say like I would, I would, I would try. You see him playing with your kids. You're like he's a great man, you know. So you can't make everyone do, happy. The editor, I will, did show some respect, but um, yeah. So like you got a villain, you got to make him look like a villain. So I will uh, like take myself out of it a little bit. I'm still disappointed they didn't say anything respectful about him dying because it's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, like I said, they they show respects to Kobe and he had nothing to do with the Bulls. So now for the takeaways. Takeaway. So what will we carry with us as viewers? Wow, I think for me, I had this epiphany this for week. For me, <laughs> for me that. I had this epiphany this week that I needed to kind of uh, Michael Jordan my life. And I say that with a grain of salt because, again, I don't agree with all of his character necessarily. But there is so much work that goes into winning a championship, let alone six. Uh, And that really opened up my eyes to, you know, Michael had a goal in mind and the Bulls had, had a goal in mind. And they did it. And it's because of that hard work, that determination, and that every single minute that they had on the court. The so it, it, it inspired me as an individual with my passion for documentary filmmaking that 
it's about the hours. It's about the practice. It's about putting yourself out there and being determined. So I think, number one, as a viewer, I decided to uh, Michael Jordan my life. I totally agree with you. And um, except for the fact that I would call it like Kobe-ing my life. Yeah. Because fuck Michael Jordan. <laughs> Low-key, high-key. But um, I, 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 I'm with you. I think it was really like besides the fact that I fucking hate Michael Jordan as like an individual, I think like it definitely inspires you as a player. Like I got back outside and I was like, shooting we bought some a hoops basketball. I bought a basketball and I'm shooting hoops outside of my front, uh, front of my house. And like I, it, um, Kobe's death actually inspired me to like the nth degree. And I've been like really, really pushing myself in a, in a physicality stance and a mental stance and a professional sense. But um, this definitely inspires you to like want to keep doing that you know and I, I think it, that's a good like the jordan year right when you turn 23 everyone fucking says it's the jordan year the way i look at it though is 24 is the mamba year and that's where i'm at wait, but 23 is the jordan minute. year bro am i i think i'm in my jordan year wait i just you had are. this epiphany you, you are, guys you're... i'm michael jordan my life because i'm 23 wow wow okay as a viewer that's that's what i took away what is something that we will carry with us as filmmakers i think there's two things for me. I think number one is there's a lot of risk and high reward with profiling celebrities and high profile people. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a give and take. You know, it's everyone's dream to to make a documentary about Michael Jordan or make a documentary sure. about, you know, all these famous people that you if love. If I just had access to this one great person. Right. But but the truth is, is that it, it's really complicated in, in a money sense, in a story sense, in an access sense, in like so many ways, it's 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 high risk, high reward. So I think that this again was proof to to that fact. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think that this is history. Uh, I, I think that documentaries really, uh, they educate people. And while again, they're not perfect, they're personal. Again, they're biased, but to me, I learned way more about this, 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 uh, you know, the Bulls and, and this, this historic team through this documentary series uh, versus reading about it or even, even watching, watching them if you were to watch them, you know, back in the day. You, you really, documentaries are this such, it's such a unique experience to, to watch them and to learn from them. So I think, mm -hmm. I think it's really, you know, film and documentaries especially, it's a tool for education. Dude, snaps to that. I will absolutely, I completely agree. I'm very passionate about education and um, that's like why we're doing what we're doing uh, with documentary filmmaking. And I think it's the, it's, the, it's the most effective, or excuse me, it's the most efficient way to educate people. And I would say it's the most effective way right now because that's where you can trick people into thinking they're going Wait, to be. Documentary is not the most efficient, I think. No, like, no, no, it takes no, no, so no, no. much time, effort, money, everything. I don't think it's the most efficient. It's, there it's the is, most effective, I think. It's the most Maybe. effective right now, I think, in, as far, okay, excuse me, not efficient. It's the most effective in the sense that you can like trick your audience into thinking they're being entertained and in reality you're educating them about right. something that like kind of matters. I was entertained and I was educated. And I think I think we took a, there's important things to take away from it, right? Like what I'm saying about Jerry Krause. I think like paying respects to the people that like you're arguably bashing is still important. 
um, you know, you are documenting history, but the guy wasn't a fucking bad dude. You know, you needed a villain, but you didn't need to crush the guy's life. You know, like he was already dead. Like, yo, chill. Um, but so that's something I took away is just like, you got to be respectful. Yeah. In your process. I agree. Um, the other thing to take away is that like, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Not yeah. just, not just this docu-series, but all documentaries because all documentaries are biased. All documentaries have to play an angle. Otherwise it wouldn't be interesting and there would be nothing to talk about because you have to choose an angle and you have to be controversial and have some sort of conflict. That's what the part of the definition of conflict is controversy. So how the fuck can you have something that is like, quote unquote, super accurately just journalistic? Because guess what? Journalism is not about conflict. Journalism is about just telling what happened. It's a recap. If this was journalistic historical shit, it'd just be a recap and it wouldn't be a doc and I would have hated it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I think any any last final thoughts that you want to share? Kobe is still the goat, and fuck Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't okay, say not that. Fuck I Michael wouldn't Jordan. say that. I think that's too. I think that's too much. Okay, maybe not fuck Michael Jordan, but no. As an as an so here's here's hear me out. Michael Jordan is extremely competitive when it comes to like his life, but like yes. mostly it's about like a sports competitiveness. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's that way in his well, just business. Well, competitive in general. But, but I think, you know how I'm competitive in comparison? Yes. I'm competitive about, like, being a good person to people. I want to be, I want to be more liked. So I want to be more liked than you because I'm nicer to that fucker than you are. And, and I do better things for them. Not because what Michael wants, which is accolades for being a ball player. I don't even think he... I mean, I guess he wanted accolades. I don't know. It's like his desire to win at anything, though. Sure, sure. No, no, I know what you're saying. But what I will say is, fuck Michael Jordan, because he wants to do his goals, and he's willing to, step all, he's willing to step all over everyone for it, yeah. and fuck that. Yeah, I feel that. All right. So I'm all about being nice and respectful to as many people as possible. Um, and inspiring them. That's why I love Kobe so much because he inspires fuckers. He inspires people. Yeah. And Michael inspired people through how he played, but he did. He does not inspire people off the court. Good point. Good point. Good point. Well, that wraps up our episode on the Last Dance. I had a lot of fun talking about this. That was a swoosh. This is this is therapy, honestly, for me. Like I feel I feel so passionately about documentaries that. Mm -hmm. That it's just like it feels so good to just like talk about it and argue about it and like just just like yeah just talk about it talk talk to me man like this is this is the purpose like it's all about having conversations about documentaries that's the purpose yeah so I just have one thing left to say Leia what talk talk to me thanks for listening to talk talk to me a fun podcast and place for documentary filmmakers and fans we'd like to invite you back to next week's episode where we'll be reviewing your mom <laughs> yeah we don't know yet uh, i guess i don't know tell your friends write us a review show us your love fucking stop listening and go eat a sandwich <laughs> talk talk to me i'm so amazed by that